Chapter 9 Real World Interlude I log off into my dingy Tottenham bedroom to see it is 6am in the real world. I have an hour before I'll have to get up for work. I rub my eyes and debate whether it's worth going to bed to try to snatch back some sleep, but decide against it. Instead, I take off yesterday's clothes, take a shower in the tiny mildew-stained cubicle, and grab some toast. Time to go to work. Pulling my collar up against the cold March morning, I let myself out of my flat, being careful to double-lock the door, then make my way through the grey morning light to Wood Green Tube Station. The only consolation is the muggers, cutthroats and thieves aren't early birds and will be lost in drunken slumbers before waking later in the day to spoil more people's lives. The game affects me like a hangover. I feel anxious, jumping at every shadow on my way to the tube. A tramp stirs under his cardboard boxes near the tube station, and I overreact, nearly leaping out of my skin. The man says, Sorry mate, didn't mean to scare you. For a second I see a jellyfish's translucent body where the man's face should be. It's just like the game, like the insanity lingers. That's freaky. I hurry on to the tube station, my heart thumping. At the station, I think I hear a man's voice vibrating the names of God through the tube station public address system. I grab a coffee from the station franchise of Starcorp and drink it hastily, burning my mouth. I keep having flashbacks to Miranda's death. It's as though the lifelike nature of dark worlds has given me PTSD. My hand trembles and I gulp coffee trying to stave off images of that tomb and the monster I've seen there. I get onto the crowded tube train and have a panic attack. I stand shaking, pressing myself up against the door, hoping it won't be long until I get off. An old lady asks, You okay, dear? I nod. Yeah, I'm fine. She looks me up and down as if trying to work out if I'm on drugs. Then she gives a smile and turns away. As I hang on the strap as the train bumps along, I debate not playing Dark Worlds again. But no, I will. It is the most intense experience of my life, realer than real, just like they promised. I scan my workers' pass at the entry gate to Inner London. The device flashes. Thirty minutes Inner London lingering time only. I will need to log in at work before the end of thirty minutes or I'll be breaking the law. I wipe sweat from my forehead and try to concentrate. I think a man says electric access as a thoth. But it's just nonsense, just my nerves. Miranda isn't at work. My boss says she hasn't turned in, but brushes off my inquiries. She doesn't return my phone calls. And I think of going round to her place in Romford, but it's too far out of my way. And anyway, Dark Worlds is luring me back. I'm desperate to get back in game. I've played games before I found addictive, but this really is addictive in the true sense of the word. I feel shaky and ill now I'm not there. Realer than real. I've finished my quest, done something useful, more fun than anything I do in my real life. Now I need to hand the quest in. Back home, just through the door of my flat and every ten minutes after, I check my phone. No messages from Miranda. Maybe she's gone to her mother's. I think of texting her again but don't. Instead I grab some soup from a can, heat it in the microwave and slurp it hurriedly before putting the neural net over my head and plugging the wire into my high-speed data connection. I put on the goggles, pop the Dreamland inducer drug into my mouth where it dissolves on my tongue with a sweet but metallic taste. Swallowing it, I begin my descent into the game.